Hello everyone, I'm Harshal Mehta and welcome back to our podcast channel Investonomy. In our previous podcast, we have emphasized of investing into equities. So today we zero down into one such topic of investment into equities by way of algorithmic trading, shortly known as algo trading. So today we discuss this topic with a person who has a experience of over a decade into algo trading. He is the CEO and co-founder of Quant Insti. and he is the co-founder of irage quant insti is into algorithmic trading courses and irage is a high frequency trading firm hi nitesh kandelwal thanks for joining us hi ashal how are you doing good thanks great for going into the nitigritis and you sharing your thoughts of what algo trading is can you please share a quick background of yourself mm, sure ashal so uh, my background in uh, Algorithmic trading starts um, somewhere close to when um, algorithmic trading was allowed in India. So that was uh, April 2008. Um, so we were working on this venture right after uh, completing um, uh, my MBA from uh, uh, from my B school. After that, uh, we are working on some ventures. It didn't take off at that time, but uh, we constantly work uh, were working around that. And uh, then when the opportunity came in in the middle of a recession that was in the prime crisis 2008 right so that was there uh, so we realized that okay right. this is the time uh, pay has allowed algo trading in india and this is the time to get into action so we gathered back uh, me and my colleagues from uh, uh, my iim as well as other iim um, so we got together and we started irage in 2009 and um, long story short um, irage became one of the leading uh, high frequency trading firms in india and uh, i was focusing on trading business earlier but a uh, few years back i moved my focus more on quantency uh, which is our uh, which is our venture on the which we started in 2010 actually uh, which uh, revolves around the training part for algorithmic and quantitative trading education right so so that's there and um, Quantency has now many, many, many different products. Uh, it um, addresses a uh, uh, overall um, user base, you can say, of more than a million now across uh, 200 plus countries. Uh, it's uh, kind of become a, mm, a primary, you can say, the source of information or source of knowledge uh, for um, algorithmic and quantitative trading. uh through different products which includes uh, our executive program algorithmic trading or uh, the courses that we have on contra self paced courses or our different tools uh that people can use um, uh, for analysis and back testing and trading so that's there uh, so there's a massive content out there what you have uploaded or at least on your quant insti website so that's that helpful for the listeners at least yes yeah. <laughs> yes so we start that's off true. with a very basic question that what is algo trading obviously people would be applying their technical concepts like 200 dma or 50 dma but mm-hmm. what is algo trading and how do you differentiate algo trading with high frequency trading and mm-hmm. let's say quant trading right nice. that's a very good question herschel because it's a very basic one but it's a relevant one because the most of the people that i interact with who are not from our industry especially right yeah. so they have this uh, first misconception that i uh, come across is that algo trading you put algo and then it makes a lot of money 
uh, which I must say right at the beginning of this podcast, that's not the case, right? So, unfortunate truth, that is, that uh, it's not the algo which makes the um, uh, money. The algo is just a way of executing your trade, right? So, what it essentially means is that you're using algorithms, the computer codes, to help in the various aspects of trading. So, whether it be your analysis, searching that trading idea, modeling that, optimizing that, or backtesting that, or executing that, right? So, when you're using algorithms, it's called algorithmic trading. Now, in that process, how you're using it and where you're using it, or what you're using uh, for algorithms, will define that what kind of trading you're doing, right? So, if I'm using statistical concepts to prove my hypothesis, to nurture my hypothesis and uh, to basically come up with a better trading idea or um, uh, better trading results, I'm doing something on the lines of quantitative trading, right? I'm using the power of quant to come up with a better idea, uh, using the power of statistics to help with my trading flow, right? So that's your quant trading. Now, another thing is automated trading. So in which your execution process is end-to-end automated. If that's the case, then you're talking about automation, right? Automated trading, right. which you will be using algorithms, of course. So it is algorithmic trading, but you have completely automated the execution process. Now, when... So basically, there's no human intervention in it. There is no human intervention in it here, absolutely, in automated trading. So we don't... Right? So for example, the investors won't even require a broker out there to execute the trade. Uh, you may still need a broker. So it depends on whether you are going through a broker or you have your own membership with the exchange. So that depends. Ultimately, you have to reach the exchange, right? That order book which is out there, that matching engine that is out there in the exchange. You have to reach there. Now you go through it as your own, um, on your own as a member or you go through a broker. So that would be there. But how you're going through is what it is. So you would not be calling your broker and saying that, hey, please bunch this order for me. That's not going to happen. Right? When you're doing it automatically. Taken care of by the software. By the software, yes. So that part is taken care of directly by the software. Uh, in elect- so broader thing in, in this domain would be electronic trading, where instead of calling a broker, you are punching your order on the screen itself, right? But you're doing it manually, that I want to buy 100 shares of this ABC stock at this price. Uh, at this exchange, right? So you fill in that information, click submit or okay, and then it goes to the broker or to the exchange, right? So that's manual trading, but electronic, right? Instead of calling the broker, you are doing that part. But uh, when your software is doing that part, that okay, that decision is being made by the software itself that I want to buy this ABC stock at this price, uh, at this time, uh, this much, this much quantity, then we are saying that, okay, this is algorithmic trading or automated uh, execution that we are doing. Right, so you are not punching in order, it's going directly. Right. Right? And now the same thing when it goes to like, you are doing this really fast. When I say really fast, you are doing that, you're sending out that order maybe thousands of times every second, right? right. Then we are entering the realm of HFT, as you were mentioning, high frequency trading. Right? Right. So HFT you cannot do manually, right? So that's not possible. Because you cannot send out, no human can send out a thousand orders in a second manually. You cannot type in that much right, you know, right. in a second. Right? But uh, a machine can. 
and uh, uh, that's why you need algorithms to do any form of high frequency trading. Uh, so, so that's there. Uh, HFT has to be automated. It has to use algorithms, but not algorithms need uh, to be classified as HFT. Okay. Basically, we can call it as a subset of it. Uh, HFT would be a subset of algorithmic trading, absolutely, yes. Right. So, uh, as you mentioned, this, I understand, requires a high-speed computing power or the people have to be, or let's say not people, but the software, the coding guys will have to be on the top of the news. So, what kind of infra are we talking here? And what could be the setup look like? So, Harshal, uh, in this case, what it will depend on is what kind of trading you really want to do, right? So, what kind of trading by that, what I mean is that uh, the infrastructure requirement is a function of what is the performance in terms of technology performance that you need. So, to give a parallel example, if I go into the trading part, that uh, that question, say if you want to buy a car or you want to build a car, say for example. Now, what is the use of that car and what is the top speed that you're looking out for in that car? That will that will identify or that will dictate what kind of um, uh, requirements you'll have, what cost it will have, right? So if it is a F1 car, the cost will be entirely different. If it's a non-AC car, which just needs to go at 15 kilometers an hour, uh, maybe the requirements might not be that much. Right. Okay. So same same thing holds for uh, the trading infrastructure also. If you want to do some bit of high frequency trading, even within the algorithmic trading, but you want to do high frequency trading in which you are sending out orders at a really fast pace, and you it really matters to you that uh, whether your orders are facing even a microsecond delay, and that is kind of make or break for your strategy. So we say that this is low latency trading. And for low latency trading, you need a very, very serious infrastructure, very, quite expensive. Um, it will go into um, tens of millions of rupees, uh, even for Indian exchanges. That That's not going anywhere, right? So that has to be there even before you are able to send out the first trade. But that's only if you are into that kind of business where you want to uh, put off market making or arbitrage or those kind of strategies in which you need to be really fast. Right, so that's fine. But if not, in that case, you can actually use a lot of cloud-based tools which are available. A lot of brokers offer API access um, or um, the there are tools which are available which you can use to automate to a certain extent or at least use algorithms in your overall strategy flow. Right. right. So in that case, you do not really need to create a separate infrastructure as such. Uh, you can make two with the cloud-based infrastructures which are provided, which are there um, by the uh, by the firm uh, who, have, who are offering it as a broker or as a vendor. So that can be used, uh, but obviously one thing is there that once you are hitting the cloud, you are not in a microsecond or a millisecond game because uh, you already have hundreds of milliseconds of delay which will get seeped in, right, because you are on the internet, right? So once you're there, then there is a huge day which will come in, which is relevant, very relevant. If you are into high frequency trading, they cannot do that. But if you are into low frequency trading where you are 
sending out maybe few orders a day or maybe few tens or few dozens of orders a day uh, that's okay but you can you can afford you can afford to uh, have that kind of latency and uh, you would be able to uh, trade uh, in a very the, get the infrastructure trading infrastructure at a very nominal cost Yes, and I think that's the reason of late people have started liking the difference uh, between the two exchanges would help them gain something more. But I think there has to be a infrastructure backup with it if you want to go on high orders or high frequency. Absolutely. So I think you are referring to arbitrage. So in arbitrage, um, uh, what happens is that you are trying to make a riskless profit. You are not looking to take any market risk. and you are trying to identify the uh, the opportunities which are there because of prices of the same asset being different at different exchanges or some variation of that so for that it's the classical if we call it classical arbitrage in which there is no pro, uh, no uh, risk at all in terms of market risk so for that the you need some edge right so in this case the edge is always the speed at which you can execute so if you're into that business and you need a really really solid infrastructure co-location uh, that is uh, putting a server in the exchange just network is just the first step right so that's not going to uh, help you ensure that you are going to get those trades but that's the first step you co-locate your servers with the exchange and then you need to have a really amazing uh, fast uh, algorithmic trading system which can run through those um, uh, trades at a super fast speed can respond to the opportunities in microseconds or less if possible and uh, and yeah then you will you will be able to make lot that's true right while we go on harnessing this technology what are the downsides like what are the risks associated with algo trading and uh, this so there is in fact a bbc article available where uh, it had clearly mentioned that uh, algo trading yes it's a uh, beneficial to many but it has downsides like machine bots which go on let's say there's a algorithm which has been put in that any negative news obviously they don't have the sentiment whether it is right or wrong but if something hit the on twitter and something is trending and they start on punching the selling they uh, push the sell of shares so that could might lead to more bottoms in the markets obviously this has been more frequent and seen in us markets but obviously mm-hmm. it has been accepting this more so what what are your views on the risk associated with it I think it's uh, more to do with uh, how you're trading those um, algorithms and how you're testing them out. Uh, it uh, would not be a function of uh, whether you are doing it using um, software code or you are doing the, those things manually. Obviously, with software code, with algorithms, you can do them faster, right? So whether it is the uh, the right trade or the wrong trade, whichever it is. But um, but it's uh, more of a question of uh, what is being created by the person who is creating the strategy right so if the person is um, creating which is not tested or which is not very well researched right and you put that across in a piece of code and you let it run now whether you put it in a piece of code or whether you uh, you 
execute that manually it doesn't really matter right so okay. so either ways you will be losing money that uh, program will lose money or essentially you will at the end of the day you will see your uh, account in negative right so if you are doing that hey, now understand many parameters need to be taken into account the point is that yes so that's there so now it all boils down to what your process is how you are processing the whole information right so how you are processing interpreting and processing the information how you are testing it out how you are researching it right so that's what is important um in fact there are a lot of tools which are available uh, to back test in fact we have our own as you mentioned that we have huge amount of content which revolves around uh, uh, such things you can freely go through hundreds of articles that are out there or even now back test on blue shift which is our recent offering right so on blue shift you have free access to the minute level data of uh, Uh, many many years for Indian market for US market. You create your strategy, back test it, research it. You can do anything that you want over there, right? So those kind of tools are very easily available now, um, which can be used to try and figure out that how your strategy would have performed, or what are the gaps in your strategy which you need to fill in. So that's that. But at the end of the day. one thing is very important which has to be taken care of and i uh, think i have repeated that probably i don't know how many times in the last one decade um that dialogue so which is that uh, machines do not really have common sense that you okay. can't stop right so, so they are only as intelligent as uh, you make them to be so if you are a human being and you are seeing that okay there is no order or this the market prices are not being change they are not getting changed they are not getting updated so you would not do anything you understand that there would be some line is dropped or some connection issues there or something is there right a machine would not know that unless you have asked that piece of code to check for that that if the market data prices are not check uh, not updating then please check the network socket connection or something like that right so which will uh, tell you whether even the trading line is up or not right or you are facing some issue right so those kind of issues um come up uh, really a lot just uh, that because of that lack of common sense uh, the machines can be very very lethal if not tested properly if you have not put in the logic properly it's really dangerous so that's why we are the whole idea of actually starting a fundancy uh, while we had a pretty decent uh, training business at that time also was uh, that we wanted to fill in that gap that it should not have it should not happen that you are doing those mistakes because you're not aware of it you get aware of that we are there to tell you that what are the issues that could happen what we have faced or what uh, um, while we grew uh, what are the things what are the challenges that we faced and these are the learnings from there and we have tried to put that across the uh, the content or the courses or uh, or tools that's what we have tried to do and uh, i think that's uh, one of the most important thing that uh, anyone who is looking to venture out into the automation or trading or for anything else also actually uh, you need to be really careful about um, having a solid risk management and covering all the exception scenarios which can happen as you correctly mentioned that mentioning all the parameters is really very important in case of a algorithm Let's take a practical or relatable scenario, which is the pandemic, the current COVID-19. Obviously, nobody mm-hmm. have thought back in January 2020 that there will be a shutdown of around three months. So, mm-hmm. do you think those who haven't obviously foreseen a 
pandemic like this hmm. what kind of a safeguard let's say what a safeguard clause into algorithmic trading can someone put to avoid these kinds of losses obviously we have hit uh, bottoms in march and april i'm not talking about hmm. the current one we have recovered it but what about the march scenario someone wants sure. to uh, see whether through algo they can cover themselves sure so when you are doing uh, any type of trading or you are taking a trading decision the idea is not to predict as a trader i'm not um, uh, my focus is not to predict whether the pandemic will come or not or whether the lockdown will come or uh, will happen or not or if it will happen then how long it will be for right so all those things are events for me right so they are events now which are driving prices right, right. now those price actions that is something that i'll be simulating in my statistical model or in any other uh, model that i'm creating and backtesting right so irrespective of whether it's a 3 month lockdown or a 5 month lockdown or 1 month lockdown what you look at is that this is a price action which is happening and in this uh, uh in this series what i'll be doing is that i'll be looking at the various features and various factors which are out there right and test them out that okay what will happen in what kind of scenario right and my algorithm should be prepared for that with a proper risk management in place right so that is what will help um, so that that's what actually will help you predict things also so obviously there is a lot of um, talk now going on about uh, a bit more data science oriented approaches also which includes um, your now casting models which are being um, played on which are primarily both relevant from the economic i think um, uh, uh, economic um, forecasting point of view rather than from the time series forecasting for stock markets but nevertheless so those things are coming in and then you have uh, all the advances in machine learning happening which uh, uh, the focus being that okay you try to help the machines learn by themselves using your machine learning and artificial intelligence techniques and uh, see if they are able to respond uh, by themselves in a better way while these kind of situations are happening so that's there but i believe um, there's a lot which needs to be done still on that side uh, great progress which has been done but a lot more that has to be done but in the meantime uh, nothing beats the um, uh, idea of having comprehensive backtesting for different scenarios which could happen and uh, doing a lot of simulations around it and testing your uh, strategy or the models thoroughly through that if you're doing that i think you will be in safe hands um, uh, regardless of whatever is happening because your risk management is your safety net right so so it will tell you that what is to be cut when and you must right it will it will get us covered from everywhere yeah exactly yeah so before winding up this podcast a last question to you as you mm-hmm. mentioned that you help people in bridging the gaps into algo trading let me mm-hmm. if anyone wants to kick off their career into algo trading what are the essential skill sets required and let's say if as you mentioned that quant insti had gone through the website you all have been mm-hmm. providing good courses so if you can just mm-hmm. give a insight and help people know that what are the courses you offer and what will be helpful because let me tell you for example if someone wants to pursue law they know the end goal is being a lawyer but in mm-hmm. algo trading if someone wants to kick off a career they don't have any kind of degree or they don't know the yeah. path basically it's still a vague so mm-hmm. can you help it 
Sure, absolutely. So this is something that we have researched um, quite um, uh, in detail. Um, so even when we started building the curriculum uh, almost 10 years back for uh, our executive program, algorithmic trading, that's EPAC program, uh, the idea was to cover all the foundations which we believe are needed for algorithmic trading, which are a good hand, good grasp of statistics and econometrics, Financial computing, which includes your programming languages and using different types of uh, models and um, uh, uh, packages, libraries uh, relating to different programming languages, basically. And uh, the financial markets domain. The financial markets is um, essentially different types of strategies, having a good understanding of how the market microstructure behaves of uh, uh, for the financial market, what type of different orders are there to what type of um, strategies are there. Right, so be it momentum strategies or be it uh, mean reversion or statistical arbitrage or uh, classical arbitrage or options based, Greek based training strategies or data science driven strategies, a lot of different strategies which are out there, paradigms, right? And within each paradigm, you can create maybe hundreds of thousands to millions of strategies within that same paradigm, right? So, so the idea is that if you have a good understanding of statistics and econometrics, programming or financial computing, and financial markets, different trading strategy paradigm. If you have that, you have your basis covered, right? There are a lot of other things which will come in, small, small, small thing, big things that's there, but these are the three pillars. If you can get a good understanding of that, you are set, right? So for, uh, you're all set for this career in this uh, very wonderful domain because um, algorithmic training, which um, uh, already now accounts for nearly, um, um, I think, more than 50% now of the overall exchange volumes in India. And we are just like 10, 12 years old, um, algo trading in India. In uh, direct markets in U.S. and all, you see in some of the exchanges even more than 80% of the trade being uh, traded using algorithms. So we have not reached there yet, but um, that's something which uh, has been there for many decades in uh, U.S. and other direct markets. So, so I think we are on the way. And uh, we have seen a tremendous progress in the last one decade, and um, um, the future looks pretty interesting uh, for automation, and especially with the rise of uh, um, uh, data science, uh, cloud-based services, and uh, machine learning, and all those libraries which are coming out right, left, center. Um, so, so I think uh, that's going to make a, a big impact. And uh, if you have a mastery of all these three things, I think that works. that can be a good place to start with. Uh, you can, um, uh, different blogs, different webinars which are out there. There are even multiple books which we have, uh, pure, totally for free and uh, open source license. So that's there. And um, if you think that, okay, uh, it looks good and I can actually, would like to go for a structured kind of program, then EPAC, that's something which is, um, uh, has a, I think, um, uh, user base or rather alumni base uh, from more than 70 countries now. <laughs> so there's something which oh, that really helps. So, yeah. Sure. Thanks for all the information and your insights and thanks for joining us. No material on this podcast should be considered as a financial advice. The material on the podcast is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decisions.